The California Summer League and Salt Lake City Summer League are underway and wrapping up simultaneously. The Vegas Summer League starts Thursday, July 7th, and the Orlando Magic and Dallas Mavericks have some intriguing rosters. Let's go over them and see who will stand out and could potentially break out. Coming up on Locked On NBA Big Board. You are a Locked On NBA Big Board, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Locked On NBA Big Board your first listen of the day. Filling in for Rafael Barlow, my name is Richard Stamen. You might know me better as at Mavs Draft on Twitter. I cover both the Orlando Magic and Dallas Mavericks, uh, and also just some college basketball and media credentials with TCU and some other colleges around the country for college basketball games and everything like that. So, um, you know, just talking about Summer League has been coming up all over my mentions, all over my timeline, been pretty big, even though it's just the California Classic so far. And the California Classic, if you're unaware, it's a three-game tournament. They take off July 4th, but it's July 2nd through 5th. And it features the Sacramento Kings, Miami Heat, Golden State Warriors, and the LA Lakers. I really don't know how the Miami Heat snuck in there, but it is still a really fun tournament. And there's been some standout players. For me, there's three that really stand out above all, and they're all three on different teams, which I think is really good. Um, I have three standouts, including Keegan Murray, number one uh, pick for Sacramento, number four overall. And actually, before I even go further into this, I want to preface that Summer League really doesn't matter. When you're trying to evaluate NBA talent and see who's the next star and who's a hit, who's a miss, Summer League should not evaluate, should factor into that evaluation. It should not. Because you know what? It's a small sample size, chemistry. Motivation, uh, you know, with motivation, I mean, some players are out for themselves. Keegan Murray, for example, might be out for himself at times, himself at times. Then you have guys that are fighting for their NBA life that went undrafted, really need to get their own. You never know. So I don't, I take this with a grain of salt. Yes, there are takeaways, and I'll actually get into that with Keegan Murray, why I think that is a real thing. But ultimately, summer league really just does not matter. It doesn't mean a whole lot. And please do not try and make long-term evaluations. I've had people in my mentions already tell me you're an idiot for thinking Keegan Murray she was worth his pick, all this stuff. It's really not worth playing that game because you're going to just end up on bad takes, exposed, something like that, more likely than not. So Keegan Murray has been the number one scorer in summer league. This is heading into Tuesday. I'm recording this Tuesday morning. Things will change. The, the California Classic, uh, the California Summer League basically wraps up today and that's mid-afternoon, evening, and by the time that wraps up, Salt Lake City Summer League begins. They're both a few days of tournaments. Utah, or the Salt Lake Summer League, is the 5th through the 7th California Classic, which July 2nd through the 5th, and then the big dog, the Las Vegas Summer League, July 7th to 17th. So, finally going back to Keegan Murray and staying on Keegan Murray. He has played two games, 17.5 points per game, 48%, 42% from three on really good volume, six attempts per game. Eight and a half rebounds. He's struggling with turnovers. You'll see that as a common theme among a lot of the top picks, I think, because they're trying to do too much at times. Doesn't mean a whole lot. Uh, he has been the number one scorer in summer league so far, uh, excuse me, in the California Classic Summer League. And I think there's a lot of real, it's easy to see why he's going to be good. It's effortless for him to get his numbers. And I think he does it in a productive way. Then the big takeaway, I know I said, like, you know, 
Try not to take a ton with this. It's almost a question mark more than a takeaway. Keegan Murray wasn't a great playmaker at, at Iowa. I don't think that's much of a secret. He didn't average a ton of assists to be exact across two years. He averaged one assist per game. This year is one and a half last year, half an assist. So how much is that playmaking going to develop? We haven't seen a ton of it in summer league. I think he looked a little bit lost at times trying to be a playmaker. It looked uncomfortable. And to me, that is something he will have to fix and really improve to take that next step in his game. By no means is it a deal breaker for him being a good or bad NBA player. Just, you know, a next step for him. Two other guys I really like. I really, really was impressed by Gui Santos from the Golden State Warriors. He was a likely draft and stash. Didn't even know he was going to play in this. Uh, from Brazil, he averaged 15 points a game across two games, including a 23-point outing in his first one, eight rebounds. Uh, just really impressed by what he did in, in that game. Just had stat, just stat sheet stuffer. That is a tough sentence to say uh, for me, but I was really impressed by him. I think the Warriors are playing with house money by getting good outings with him. Need to see if this is real, and he'll probably still be overseas in some regard, whether it's in South America, Europe, NBL, something like that. Who knows? But the Warriors took a swing on him. He was somebody who I liked in the pre-draft process. I really fell in love with the tools being around six, eight or so with long arms, can create out a pick and roll, has a good go-to move already of a shot creation move in the step back, and the jump shot is pretty projectable. His big stuff will just be, hey, shake the raw label, uh, get in stance more, be better defensively, tighten your handle, and simply just make better decisions. But really impressive showing by Gui Santos. Right now, he's the number two scorer in the California Classic. Doesn't mean a whole lot, but it was a really impressive flash for a guy who was seen far away from the NBA currently. So the last guy is somebody who I actually think could really compete. I don't know what his contract was off the top of my head. I'm actually searching for that now. Um, but I was really impressed by Scottie Pippen Jr. I, I think, and actually just to confirm, the Lakers tweeted, he is signing a two-way contract. So he could graduate up, but right now he's got some decent security playing in the summer league. He's been the number four scorer, actually tied for number three, looking at it again, 14 and a half points per game, 44% from the field, five and a half assists, three and a half rebounds, one and a half steals per game, struggled with fouls, has, is averaging three fouls a game, had four or five in the first half of uh, a game, I want to say against the Kings. And, uh, you know, he's a pest on defense. And he's, in the summer league, they, they let him go. They said, hey, do whatever you need to do. Take as many fouls as you want. Be a pest. Pesky defender, be a pest. And go to work on that end. And he did it. Um, I'm a big fan of what he's done. And the number one thing that just feels so translatable to me is that free throw percentage and free throw drawing. He is somebody who killed the, really the SEC, uh, free throw attempts. He averaged seven and a half last year, shot 85% from the line last year. Fell off a little bit this year, but average, took more, way more attempts this year. Like for the total, he took almost, he was approaching double. And while it is only 8.3 attempts per game compared to seven and a half, he did drop 10 percentage points, 75%. It's still fine. That is incredible. He had multiple games of 10 free throws drawn, uh, which if you remember the SEC tournament, there was a game, I want to say it was against Alabama where he drew 20 free throws. Absolutely unheard of. What he lacks in jump shooting, shooting 25% from three in the summer league, what he lacks there, he really makes up for with foul drawing and foul shot making. So really impressed with him. I think he is somebody who he could easily, easily 
come in and uh, graduate from that two-way program. You saw what the Lakers did last year with Austin Reeves. And I think he could be this year's version. Yes, he's on a two-way, could graduate. I think it's a very real opportunity. We'll see what he does in the full-on summer league, how he looks if it continues. But I really think Scottie Pippen's here to stay. I had him top 60. I had him actually top 50. Um, and actually, now that I'm looking at it, I think I had him top 45, really. So I'm a big fan. And for me, if you're top 45, uh, he, I, I think that's something that you stick in the NBA for the most part. That's generally in a range where I'm like, hey, there's a good chance the guy plays three to five years at the minimum. So with Scottie Pippen, I fully believe in him. I know what I said um, about don't take much out of this, but it is really impressive to see him continuing what he did. That was something people said, hey, will it translate? We'll see. Uh, that's my ultimate takeaway. I don't think the answer is an abundant yes, but it is a good early return on that. So I also want to talk about the Orlando Magic and Dallas Mavericks summer leagues. But first, let me tell you about some big news. The one, the only NBA Jam is back. Arcade One Up, the leader and home retro arcade games is not only bringing the best game ever back, but they made it bigger than ever with a, wait for it, Shaq Edition machine. People are obsessed with NBA Jam, and I'm thrilled to tell our listeners that you can once again play hoops with NBA legends in this arcade classic. And by the way, I am one of those people obsessed. I used to play with Nick Anderson, Penny Hardaway, Shaq uh, back in the day. Obviously, I think Shaq actually is on the Lakers now that I think about it, but I still did play with him because I knew him when I was a kid. Um, it's one of the first sports games to ever feature real and digitized NBA licensed teams. And of course, you know the drill, no fouls, no free throws, no quarters required. You can compete with friends and family through all new Wi-Fi leaderboards, making you more than more connected than ever. So pre-order now from ArcadeOneUp.com. That's Arcade, the number one, up.com for an estimated early September ship date. And that's only a couple months away, so it's really not much of a wait. Arcade One Up is the place for fun. They've got even more classics like the Golden Tee, Mortal Kombat, and many others starting at $399. Check this out. They're giving away an NBA Jam Shack edition to a locked-on listener. Enter for the chance to win a game console for your man cave at arcade1up.com slash locked on. Again, that's arcade, the number one, up.com slash locked on. You've got until July 8th, which is a few days away, to enter to win an NBA Jam Shack Edition console. Don't miss out. Enter today. Back with Locked On NBA Big Board. Again, my name is Richard Stamen. I am filling in for the great Rafael Barlow. Going to preview some of the Las Vegas Summer League uh, featuring the two teams. I mean, I'm Mavs Draft. Mavs slash Magic Draft is my name. Mavs Draft is the handle. So I'm going to cover those two teams and what I really look forward to seeing from this. And then, I'm, you know, cap off with uh, just overall who I'm looking forward to seeing in the Summer League, regardless of who they're playing for. But let's talk about the Dallas Mavericks first. Uh, I'll start with what isn't there beyond the roster. And, and actually, before that, I want to preface the Mavs hosted a pro day to try out for some of these uh, roster spots. I actually don't know about half these names. It's a deep cut roster. There's several names I don't know much about. So I'm going to skip some of those guys. There's about six, five guys that I really do know about, but I want to talk about somebody who is not on this team. And it's really weird. You'll see why. And I think when I talk about the magic, why I think it's kind of weird. Josh Green is not on this roster. Yes, he's in his third year. Has he been the 18th best player in the draft. He was the 18th pick. Probably not. So for me, why is he not there? That's a red flag to me. I don't know. I, I believe he's a hard worker, so I don't want to question his work ethic or anything, but it is just slightly alarming to me. Why is Josh Green not there? He's somebody who could desperately use the reps for open threes. 
brush up on his defense a little bit more. That has been an area that hasn't translated quite like I thought it would. Why is he not getting these reps? So a little bit of a question mark to me. But I'll start with the good on the players that are there. Jaden Hardy. He, is, he was the 37th pick, the last remaining green room attendee. And for me, I think he's somebody who you look at, he's going to get a ton of nice scoring opportunities. It's Jaden Hardy. If you're not familiar with Jaden Hardy, he's 6'4", has about a 6'8 wingspan. He played in the G League Ignite. At one point, my number one prospect for the 2022 class. However, he was horribly inefficient in the G League, really sunk down on my rankings. And that's why he fell to the second round. Uh, for me, the two big question marks beyond his defense were, can he separate? And that goes, actually, really the main question was, can he separate? Because they went both ways. There were two subsets of that. Can he separate on drives? That's where it really stood out. I think that was a red flag. I didn't see him ever just be so quick that the guy on his hip is lost. You never saw him lose a man on his hip. You see that in a lot of great slashers in the NBA. Didn't really see it from Jaden Hardy. Maybe that changes something. Maybe he was hurt. Who knows? But um, the other question is, can he separate on jump shots? Because while he does create the space, I don't think he creates the best looks. Uh, I don't really know how to describe it other than he kind of loses some of the ground he lost, he makes up by having his stiff jump shot. I, I think it's a pretty stiff jumper. He doesn't really get a, he gets a good amount of elevation, but again, it's just guys can recover in time. It's not fast. It's not slow, but it's just not fast. So I'm interested to see how he does in summer league. I would just very low expectations. Uh, he's somebody who is going to take a lot of shots. Don't expect that field goal percentage to be north of 45 after summer league. Uh, that's just a realistic expectation. He was in the thirties for the entire G league season. I doubt it's much better in the summer league. So interested to see how he does underrated playmaker. Ultimately, I think he was a fine pick at that spot. I got a little bit roasted. I understand why, uh, but I liked Ryan Rollins and Bryce McGowns. They were my first two picks at that spot. Jaden Hardy is perfectly fine. Those are three very good upside plays. I'm excited for that for the Mavs. A couple other guys I like Moses, Wright. If you followed me last year, um, you know, I loved the ACC guys, uh, the, more exclusively the Georgia Tech guys, but they were award winners. Jose Alvarado was the ACC Defensive Player of the Year. Moses Wright was the ACC Player of the Year. little backstory on Moses Wright. Yes, he will be 24 at the end of the year, but he is raw to basketball. He didn't start playing until his senior year in, in high school competitively. Um, so he was, this is really what, year five or six of him playing true basketball at a high level. He's still learning the game. He's a late bloomer, textbook late bloomer, 6'8", with long arms, great defender. He's going to be able to switch almost any single position. And off offensively, he can play the five. Maybe he can shoot a little bit. I think they're going to experiment with that. Really athletic. I think you're going to see some fun plays with him and Jaden Hardy. They're the real two stars of this team. Speaking of athleticism, two guys that I'm very excited to see. Jalen LeCue, who it's funny because he has been in the league, I think this is year three or four. And he's 22 years old. He just turned 22. He came out of high school, hyper athlete, one of the best athletes I've seen come out in the pre-draft process in a long, long time. I'm really excited for him to be on this team. You're going to see some explosive dunks. Think Jay Dennis Smith with Jalen LeCue. AJ Lawson's another guy. I profiled a lot last year on, on back when I was locked on NBA draft with Raphael and Leaf uh, and Sam. So I did some episodes on him. If you actually just search wherever you're listening to podcasts right now, um, if you search and type in AJ Lawson, that episode should come up. I'm, I'm really intrigued by him. I had him just outside of my top 60. 
needed to see some jump shot consistency, added strength to really buy into him, but really good defender growth as a shooter. And I ultimately think that elite athleticism, he competed for probably the number one spot behind Jalen green as best athlete last year in the draft. I think he's a really good upside play. Three more guys I'd like. I'll kind of go rapid fire. Miyayoni, he played for the Jazz for the last three years. Got cut. Uh, got traded and cut to Oklahoma City. Kind of his last straw, but intelligent player. Uh, modern wing. Should be able to shoot, defend. Need to see how he does in here. Uh, and then Marcus Bingham Jr. He's somebody who thinks Mo Bamba's role, where he defends at the rim and he takes threes. There's very little in between. He's on an Exhibit 10. I like him. So in the Exhibit 10, Pretty much guarantees they're on the G League team. Sometimes they guys graduate. Um, some examples, Kai Bowman from 2019, he signed an Exhibit 10, went all the way up to getting um, a two-way, I believe, or guaranteed contract with the Warriors. Uh, generally, though, the, the leeway is you either get cut and you go to the G League or you're going to graduate to a two-way contract. So excited for him on that opportunity. He's a low-risk low uh, player who is going to fill a very niche role. And then lastly, Derek Alston Jr. He's the son of uh, Westchester Knicks, the G League team, uh, their coach, Derek Alston. And he is a very unique player because I've seen him both listed as a power forward and shooting guard. He's 6'9", 190, skinny, but can shoot, defend, uh, pretty modern guard skills. He was somebody who I had top 55, 60 last year. I think there's a spot for him in the NBA. So if I'm ranking the likelihood of guys playing for the Mavs this year, um, in some capacity, or really the NBA, it starts with Jaden Hardy. He's a lot. Moses Wright is probably number two because he's on a two-way contract. Number three, I might, I might give the nod to Derek Alston Jr. He's somebody who I think really could come in. He's 20. Um, well, actually, he's a lot older than I realized. He is about to be 25 years old. Um, but I think he's got the skills to really be a mismatch player. So I really like him. That would be my top three. So want to talk about the Orlando Magic Summer League process as well in their roster but first let me tell you about our good friends over at built bar from the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds you've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk built bar but guess what your friends have built have given coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment if you see what i did there that's right coconut brownie chunk built bar flavors you love and a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100 real chocolate it's like a fluffy flat cloud of coconut brownie goodness but stop drooling and listen. They're good for you, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and delicious. I eat Built Bars both before and after the gym to give me some energy. Um, I'm, I'm just a massive fan of these, and I got these actually in the mail. Really tasty bars. And the best part of the Built Puffs is really just that they taste good with a great texture. You can enjoy them guilt-free because they're actually good for you. And they're the perfect treat, perfect when you've got a craving, you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or if you need a quick, healthy snack. They're an excellent source of protein. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Get those uh, coconut brownie chunks, uh, you know, as quickly as possible. Use promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. So the Orlando Magic have an interesting summer league ahead of them. They have three guys who will for sure be on the NBA roster this year. Those three guys, Paolo Boncaro, the number one pick, Caleb Houston, the number 35 pick, and RJ, excuse me, 32 pick. RJ Hampton, the third year player, is also on the roster. You know, I, I teased out it a little bit. 
with Josh Green. Josh Green is not on that roster. RJ Hampton came out on Twitter and said, hey, I want to be there for a reason. Like I, I have stuff to prove. I need to get better at my game. And that's really strong work ethic and drive. And I absolutely love that. There are a few other third-year players, um, Killian Hayes, Sadiq Bay. There's, uh, I'm blanking on a couple others. But the 2020 class, again, they didn't really get a summer league. So um, I, I really like that the drive that he is bringing. I don't think I need to talk a lot about Paolo Boncaro because he's the number one pick. You probably know about him. We talked about him a lot on this show, but my expectation with him scores 20 a game plays three games, probably doesn't need to risk injury shows out, does great. Get, summer league is made for him. So I'm really excited for him. Caleb Houston. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with him uh, being the second round pick, he was a top 15 prospect. He played with team Canada in the FIBA U 19s last year. Really good shooter, despite some inconsistencies, still shot around 38 to 37%. Um, from three at, at Michigan, runs a good pick and roll. That's pretty much his strengths. He's pretty stiff overall, uh, physically, can improve. Um, RJ Hampton, I think he's there to improve his jump shots, showed the off the dribble scoring, and just really help Paolo play well. And, RJ, and excuse me, Caleb Houston play to their best. I think RJ plays two games. We hear about too good for summer league every year. It happens. A, a quote unquote veteran second or third year guy shows out, plays two games at least. So that's my expectation with him. Some other guys I have uh, some expectations for that could be sleepers. Justin James from the Sacramento Kings. He was somebody who I've liked since he came in the league. He was at Wyoming. The Sacramento Kings never met with him, but still drafted him 40th overall in 2019. The most Wadi Divac move ever it was one of his last picks. Shot the three ball decently well a year ago. Didn't play in the NBA this last year. Um, has potential to be a shooter. Don't know how realistic it is, but I love his defense and athleticism at 6'7". Um, he's somebody who I, I could see latching on. A couple other guys that could latch on. Devin Kennedy, he's a front office and fan favorite for Orlando. Broke his ankle at the end of the last year's G League season. Absolutely tragic. Came back, has such a drive to be a rotation NBA player. Just turned 26, so I'm not sure if he's eligible for a two-way contract. But regardless, he's going to stay in that Orlando Magic uh, roster in some capacity, whether it's the Lakeland Magic or Orlando. Really excited for him. They got a veteran guard out of St. Mary's and Tommy Coos. Uh, he was somebody who I... I always lied, never really pictured him as a, an NBA guy, but he has actually, he did a good career. Um, I'm trying to pull up his stats, but unfortunately, uh, basketball reference just completely crashed on me. So I'm going to have to try another source, but he's just a fundamental player. He was a six year player. So he's a little bit older, shot the three ball decently well this year, really improved in that regard. Just a low mistake player. You're not going to see him turning the ball over, making dumb mistakes. He facilitates. So he's a guy who he's there to make other teammates better. Um, some other guys that could stand out, Aleem Ford from Wisconsin. He was the, M I want to say he's the MVP of the Puerto Rican league and really had a good outing there enough to be a COVID call-up from the G League. Um, so I, I like that. Emmanuel Terry, he has been floating around the summer league. He, he's the one of the biggest veterans, I think, in summer league at this point being a fourth-year player, um, played for Sacramento last year, really athletic, he's a finisher. And then the biggest sleeper for me is Dan Oturu from University of Minnesota. I missed. I missed on Dan Oturu. I misled everybody. I apologize if I was, you were one of the people I misled in 2020. But I know what I did wrong. 
So I'll, I'll learn from those mistakes. He's six, eight. He was originally listed on in college basketball is around 6'10", 6'11", which really, I mean, the three inches being a center, that makes a world of a difference. He's a good athlete, not a great athlete. Um, he's better athletically on offense than defense. Kind of shoots, um, can kind of drive. So I liked him a lot. The tools are interesting, but hasn't really stuck in the NBA. Um, you're looking at somebody who I think he could stick just because he's so young. He's still 22 years old. Uh, will be 22 for a good portion of the beginning of the season. Um, didn't really get much run. He's played 33 games in the NBA. Uh, was out pretty quick. But in the G League, I mean, he played with the Windy City Bulls, only played seven games, but did really well. I mean, he shot 37.5% on two attempts per game. Sample size just doesn't mean a ton, though. Um, I'm a big fan of his game and still think there's a spot for him potentially in the NBA. Just that size really does <clears throat> hurt him. So, Interested to see how he does, but that's the Orlando Magic roster. I expect some fun, fun summer league. Again, it starts July 7th. I think the most fun summer league player is, I think it's going to be Paolo. I'm a little bit biased, but Jaden Ivey is going to put on a show, especially with Jalen Duran. You're going to get some hints of uh, what's coming in the regular season. But thank you so much for listening to Locked on NBA Big Board and making us your first listen of the day every day. For your second listen, go ahead and listen to Locked on NBA. They cover the preseason, they cover the draft, they cover the summer league, they cover the regular season, they cover the playoffs. They're incredible at what they do. And they do it under 30 minutes. So they're very timely about this. Huge fan of what they do. Go ahead and listen to them for your second listen. And thank you so much. Raphael will be back later this week. But in the meantime, you can follow me on Twitter at Mavs Draft. Thank you so much and have a wonderful rest of your day.